Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. That was Caitlin and Carrie both. Wow, I decided to talk this time. Finally, Caitlin has decided to talk again after months I, of silence. I went on a spiritual journey. Yeah, what made you so quiet? Like you would drive all the way up here and then just sit in the corner. Well, it was very odd. It was honestly kind of impressive. That's, like the way I, the, I wanted to ride out the bell curve from weird to impressive. Oh, okay, yeah. But then now it was sense. tipping back into weird, so now I'm I'm talking. You okay. know what I'm saying? I just no, wanted I to, don't. I just wanted to like... Yeah, okay. neither of us. We're just happy that you're talking, but we have no <laughs> idea what weird, you're saying. This is weird. This is weird. Actually, it's kind of impressive that she's still kind of not saying anything. I'm still impressed. Oh, Uh-oh, yeah. it's about oh. to get weird because we don't care anymore. Now I'm going to talk. Oh, so a bell curve. It's yeah. a curve That's what I'm saying. shaped like a bell? Yeah. Yes, yes. I get it now. Yes. And have you ever heard that expression? I sure. have. Like gavel to gavel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gavel to gavel. That's going to be a new, we have to, I'm sure that will be a new common saying on this show. And somebody Absolutely. will mail you a gavel. Yeah. Oh, Someone needs to mail us a gavel. That's an yeah. inside joke about an episode of Pretty Scary that none of you will ever hear in your entire lives. <laughs> it's never leaving this room. Except for Patreon. Not even Patreon listeners. So maybe if you start, I think if you start donating, what is it? Like $50 it's a, it's is like a five, platinum tier? The $5,000 level. It's a one-time don't, only. Don't fuck with these people <laughs> because I swear to God, Someone somebody will, will donate $5,000. she send you like a cease and desist? No. I think she just exploded <laughs> you know? into a cloud of bats after <laughs> the fucking podcast ended and she just flew back. Cloud of bats is so good. And just disappeared. <gasps> Bats in your belfry. We're not going to have any fighting on this episode. Nope. Nope. All happy times because Caitlin's. Well, Caitlin was back for the the live episode. That also. was really fun. That was. Yeah. That was. A, it felt like a good comeback. I got. I got the some of our audience members to help with a little poem. That felt good. Right. You know, I like having people that we should do that again. I can, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, all my life. I got same like we got good feedback, right? I got I, some nice I, emails. I think yeah. it went well. It was really good. And uh, one of the fans who was there from Arizona, she had come to another show also and made me that owl. She made us brownies, right? That's the more important thing. What was her name? Tracy. Why are you looking at me? Busy <laughs> drawing dicks on her notes. I want to say it was Tracy. Yeah, you drew that dick on my notes so fast. Yeah, it was impressive. Thanks for the owl, Tracy. Thanks for the owl. Is it Tracy? And I must say, <laughs> thanks, Angie. Thank God. Okay, because I was like, just I'm horrible with names, which is why it's really pointless for me to be in a trial. Gavel to gavel. Gavel just, to gavel. And I could not remember anybody's. Aren't name. there several gavels during a trial? Like, doesn't the judge do that a lot? People have no idea what we're talking about. No, leave it in. Our listeners are smart. They're picking up on. I mean, that's the thing about the saying: gavel to gavel makes sense. I was there. Gavel to gavel. How long are we recording today? Gavel to gavel. Well, I mean, there's no other... Anyway. It was a wild 28 minutes, that episode. <laughs> it was an uncomfortable 28 minutes. I love yep. that so much. Anyway. <laughs> confusing times. Uh, you know what so would be confusing, being Adam? Sta- being stalked? That'd be fucking confusing. If you were a celebrity and you were stalked? Yeah, what just- if you being stalked gavel to gavel? Oh, they, they, gavel to gavel. I wouldn't want to be stalked gavel to gavel. No, I'd like because, there to be a break in between. Yeah, you need a break. Man, if I were famous and thinking that all my problems had been solved, and then suddenly I got a stalker, I'd be freaking pissed. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a real bummer. If people haven't picked up on it, we're talking about celebrity stalkers today. Mm-hmm. But like people who gavel stalk celebrities, not celebrities who stalk people. Although that would be... What a twist. If we could find enough details on that, that Man, would be a fascinating episode. That, that would be a great miniseries. That would be yeah. an interesting tour. In Hollywood. Like, or like, yeah. like where Kill they themselves. hit elves? Or we could probably do a live pod right? at It'd be interesting. Rebecca Schaefer's apartment. They have like a... <laughs> From a, a car? Yeah. Uh, Hollywood like death one where they have like Marilyn Monroe's grave and different places where people died. Yeah. Just up it a little bit and include like where they were stalked. I think Stalkers of the Stars. I still want to try and do a live episode at the Museum of Death. I feel like they would let us. And they have like a little screening type of room. Oh, well, yeah, why don't really we get on that? There. Yeah. All we right, should reach we out should and ask. That. But we're talking about <laughs> celebrity stalkers. Let's just dive right into it. The first one is Dante Michael Soyu, who was, he was going to stalk someone well, with yeah, a name look at like the name. that. Yeah. yeah. No. He allegedly stalked Gwyneth Paltrow, of all people, for 17 years. Stay away from my Gwyneth. 
Yeah. I do love Gwyneth Paltrow. I know everybody hates her. I don't care. She doesn't seem very nice. I actually don't mind her just because she was really good on SNL. And it just left such an impression on me. Listen, if everybody could just give me a moment, what I'll say is that she's launched like a real empire (laughs) quietly that everybody, everybody made fun of. But it's like... A billion dollar thing that I hear she it's does. Really good. It was started off as what, like a fast? Yeah, I and mean, she just into beauty. She, it was like a like a yoga blog, and then like beauty products or whatever. Anyway, I don't <clears> like <throat> that somebody stalked my Gwyneth. Is my point? It really bothers me. He did. He was tenacious. Seventeen years. Yeah, he that's sent, a long time. In just 1999 and 2000, he sent hundreds of letters and packages to Gwyneth Paltrow that included sex toys, <laughs> pornography. Excuse me. And pictures of sex acts sure. with both their names written on them. That would be so disturbing. When was the movie Seven? Was this like when she was dating? No, Seven Brad came Pitt? out in like 1995. The uh, according to court records, the letters described in detail what kind of sexual acts he planned to perform with her. Yeesh. Yeah. During this time, he traveled twice from his hometown of Columbus, Ohio. To Gwyneth's parents' home in Santa Monica. Poor Blythe Danner. Poor Blythe. Leave Blythe alone. And at this point, Bruce is sick. I know a lot about Gwyneth. (laughs) Uh, I mean, no one can blame him for leaving Columbus. I don't know if you've ever been there. but No. No. All paths away from Columbus are the good paths. Exactly. In In his 2001 bench trial, Dante pled guilty to stalking, but the judge found him not guilty by reason of insanity and ordered Dante to be committed to a mental health facility. Uh, In November 2009, after his release, Dante once again began writing letters to Gwyneth, sending dozens of letters and packages to her lawyer's office in Beverly Hills, including religious books and earrings. Well, why not? That's not too bad. He was trying to get in the goop store. better than the sex act papers. Definitely. That's That's preferable. Uh, Do you think he got them at Claire's? Here's to hoping. I hope so. For sure. That would make me so. That would and like a clear. Nothing gift would make me laugh harder. Into a Bible. If 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 Gwyneth Paltrow was like fine with all of the sex acts, but then the Claire's earrings right. come through and she's completely horrified. Yeah, what if calls she the police wore immediately. Them, they turned her ears green, and that's how she, she does started. Have good odd lobes, by the she's, way. Oh, she's not. Uh, she's not a classically beautiful person, in my opinion. I think she's no. pretty, but it's her own thing. Again, yeah. I'm gonna back off. You go ahead. She's handsome. She's yeah, she's a handsome woman. That's a, such a weird way to describe it. Yeah, that is a weird way. But I'm I sticking with pretty. it. She, no, she, I think she's she pretty. she posed as a boy in Shakespeare in Love fairly. She doesn't wear a lot androgynous. Of she's like a natural. Looking. Yeah, very Santa. Monica she would be shape. somebody on America's Next Top Model who would win. Yeah, she would win. Yeah, yeah, she I can win. see that. Yeah. In these rambling letters, he wrote about his desire to marry her and made several references that suggested Gwyneth needed to die for religious reasons go on i get it he would write stuff like and this is a quote i want you to feel love all the time and that i am a man of love a husband of love and a father of love to both wife and family as well as a man of principle and truth and integrity you are hopelessly lost now you must die so that christ can have preeminence what does to be, that mean to be fair those do sound like coldplay lyrics yeah a little bit so and i love that this your guy voice launched coldplay change in and out from adam todd brown to the cookie monster yeah, well when very... i when i get in the mood to send a <laughs> sexy letter just, I think Cookie Monster. Right. Yeah. Cramming yeah. And I eat a shit ton of cookies. I'm not stalking you, <laughs> but just giving you an invitation to what I say is a choice to consider. That was another one of his letters. <laughs> what a weirdo. He was able to obtain her home address at some point. Yeah. yeah. And in December 2014, he mailed a letter directly to her. This is what I don't understand. How this part. are they getting? No, well, I mean, yeah, I know. So throughout these notes, they're these stalker people. Like I get it. I guess in the eighties, maybe nineties, if they're able to locate the star, because back in the day, I think you could send fan mail at least to the studio, but it was right. super hard. Or you can get like a PI or something to find these people. But like in two thousand fourteen, how are you getting people's? addresses or like their family's addresses. I think if you walk around the Santa Monica promenade enough, someone will be able to tell you where Gwyneth Paltrow lives. Yeah. 
She's got to have say so many gated, houses. But that has nothing to do with You're male. You're still hoping she has a lot of. I want that for her. I love her. Don't we all? Mm-hmm. Mm, not necessarily. No, a lot of people don't. I'm indifferent. <laughs> a lot of people like hate her. I yeah, know. she doesn't seem very nice. I think she was mean to Kathy Griffin once, which now I kind of get. Are you kidding? I would be so freaked out by Kathy I used Griffin. I love Kathy Griffin. In February 2015, Dante, then 66 years old, was arrested in Columbus and charged with felony stalking. That gives me hope because I'm not even close to 50 yet. Right. So I he could started have a whole, when he was 51. I could have a whole Wait. other second chapter of my life that's that, just right. stalking Gwyneth Paltrow. Gavel to gavel, the reinvention. Forty nine when he started. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, during the second trial, Dante's attorney described him as a Christian man trying yeah. to minister to the actress, and argued that writing letters to celebrities was a constitutionally protected behavior. Mm. Brian Coleman, the investigator who arrested Dante, testified that while Dante was in the mental hospital after his first stalking trial, Paltrow reported receiving a letter in Soyuz handwriting quote, impersonating a psychologist from the hospital, stating that she needed to come visit him, that it would help him with his rehabilitation. That's that, that's that's crafty. That's that's a it crafty. Oh, Dante. Dante, you're a you're a character. That's like when all the little rascals stood on each other's shoulders and put on a big trench coat. It's and they exactly were acting like, like that. an adult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. That's a cute move, Dante. It is. How scary must that be? Especially once you have kids. No, that's and there's social media, so you can find out terrifying. where people are. Like for example, when Kim Kardashian um, in Paris, like yeah, she, she got was robbed. robbed. Oh yeah, because like they were tracking her moves for like a year, and then I can't remember what happened with her security, and like they put her in an, a bathroom, and she's like, "Oh my god, I have kids! Like they're gonna rape me, or I'm gonna die! Like that's got to be terrifying." I'm glad Kim Kardashian didn't die. I'm pro Kim Kardashian. I, I am I'm too. totally pro Kim Kardashian. Yeah. People that have a problem with Kim Kardashian have too much time on their hands. Yeah. Plus, she got a woman out of prison. So everybody, She's chill out. To yeah. use her superpowers for good. Yeah, and I wish more like mega hot women could like take a note from her and be like, okay, let's if we could get Trump to do something, how about this? <laughs> yeah, she let's has line up psoriasis like I do. I wow. appreciate that she gave it a platform. She did give it very a nice. Uh, they also found a note inside Dante's home above his computer that seemed to reflect a degree of self awareness. This is what the note said. Is this letter or action worth your freedom? Do not write or send if not solicited, not appreciated, harassing, oral assault, threatening. Their perception, not yours. Main reason you went to jail and will go back. So it, it, I agree with him there. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's fault that he went to jail. Absolutely. I didn't get that. What? That. <laughs> That's what he's implying. There. Oh, I didn't so think so. So he wrote I, this letter? Because it said that he has well, a degree that's a of self-awareness. Note, that's a note that was taped above his computer, like as a, a reminder to, hey, don't fire off naughty letters to yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Right. Which, so like, if you're eggs. making the insanity plea... Right, now you can't. You can't. Right. Because you're showing that you can s- step outside of yourself and blah, blah, blah. Nevertheless, February 17th, 2016, a jury found Dante not guilty, and he was released from prison... I know, it's infuriating. A jury member reportedly told TMZ that although the jury initially was leaning toward a guilty verdict, they ultimately decided that they would feel bad convicting, quote, an innocent man whose only crime was sending love letters. Fuck those people. What the hell? Oof. It's good to be a man. But also, like, Well, I mean, compared to that, (laughs) yeah. 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 Yeah, I guess so. Stalking is actually, I mean, we'll, we could probably get into this a little bit more, but stalking is scary because there's really not much constitutionally you can do. Right. And you can't send somebody to jail for writing letters. You can't. Right. Unless they're legitimately threatening. And they're not really. Yeah. It's just, he's saying that you got to die to yourself, which you may as well just send her excerpts of Joseph Campbell. Right. Like, it's, yeah. Or the Who's Bible. the girl who played Polly on like NCIS with the short bangs? Oh, what is, is her it- name? Is it Polly Pretty? Yeah, it's something like something that. like that. So they had an episode of this, like on twenty twenty Dateline something, where they talked about stalking victims, and she was like, I think she was about the same time, like seventeen years, and she's like, you know, you're just always looking over your shoulder. Can you imagine living life like that? Yeah. No, I mean that that's... would be bad times. Oh, yeah, right. Polly, Polly Pretty. Pretty. Yeah, Polly Pretty. Uh... And just like, and that's the worst <laughs> thing about stalking, I would assume. It's just it, they don't stop. Because it's an obsession. Here's the crazy part. I think until the early 2000s, you could technically still hire a private investigator to find someone, even if they had a restraining order against you. 
Sounds about and it right. it took a woman who had a restraining order filed against somebody who actually moved two states away, relocated her whole life to get away from this man. This guy found her, um, broke into her house, chased her through the house. She called 911 on... Like the recording, she's like, he's coming and he's going to kill me, and he killed her. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's. One they were of, like, call us after he kills you. It's he one has of to the do something scariest first. stories, like yeah. ever. And yeah, that, the help people get committing murder sometimes just blows my mind. Yeah, help right. in in action. Yes. I watched a, a episode of, I believe it was, I survived. So the, this woman, did, I can't handle that show. It's a that what I do like tough it. show to Very watch. Very interesting. Yeah. And there was an episode where a woman, uh, this no, this was a it wasn't this episode. So I don't know what true crime show it was, but this woman was attacked in her apartment, and they finally found out that the guy who got in, he had been stalking her for a long time, and the way he got in is. He paid the building property manager $500 to make him a key. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that guy feels now. What a schmuck. Yeah. I hope he's in prison, but probably not. Well, it's like, what's the story he told? Like, right. hey, can I Doesn't get matter. a key for like, $500? And the guy's like, yeah, everything has a price. Like, yeah, I got locked out. You know, like, what would be worth the $500? I, I just... That to me is like a gross, like that. Yeah, that's just right. that property manager is a bad yeah, person. Yeah, because like that's you're, you're a your custodian job? of people's safety. Yeah, if that's your job. So anyway, yeah, what a douchebag. Let's talk about Paula Goodspeed. This one's super interesting. <clears throat> she is was great name by the way. Yeah, I mean if you're gonna be a stalker, Goodspeed's a great last name. Yeah, she was a super fan of Paula Abdul who committed suicide near Paula Abdul's home. Uh, her real name is Sandra Goodspeed, but at the age of 16, she changed her first name to Paula and started modeling her appearance after Paula Abdul. Mm-hmm. Way to back the wrong horse. One time I was at an award ceremony. It was a dance award ceremony in Hollywood. Were you dressed as Scat Cat? <laughs> no, but thank you for imagining that I could do that. I appreciate that. Um, and it was like the weirdest. Exp- it was what's her name from MC Scat Cap? Not Dance Moms, who now is like slowly dying of cancer. That, oh, the- was she in prison for a year? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. What's her name? Anyway, she was know. there. Cancer like, Moms. It, yeah, it's like dance. It's like Nancy dance Cancer Moms. <laughs> something like Nancy Mom Lee or something like that. But anyway, it was like the National Dance Awards, and Paula Abdul was the keynote speaker. Oh boy, and. She had changed like the speech multiple times before and then opted to bring up her speech on a piece of paper, even though there Perfect. were teleprompters. Mm-hmm. And I- I've never heard somebody speak into a microphone that was slurring that badly. Like it was not from medication, oh. though, right? I mean, because you remember how she used to be on American Idol? Yeah. It was so much worse than that. Yeah. I mean, and it was the funniest part, though, is that it was a stadium like filled with little girls. <laughs> like young dance award like but she's recipients. not a drinker right like I, I would assume it's medication it seemed like medication anyway yeah we'll watch her american idol audition because uh yeah that's the thing season five of american oh, idol that's right in austin she auditioned and let's watch a little bit about uh, a little of that video and the thing about this audition paula abdul had already been getting stalked by this woman she knew and didn't yeah. want her to audition and the producers because american idol is the biggest garbage fire in the history of television the producers were like no it'll be entertaining yeah right of course you can yeah. see paula abdul looks so uncomfortable i thought she handled it well though if this is the moment, I think Please it is. Please Google I'm it. I think so the excited. title is Not Now, Not Ever. Inside, we were hoping some talent would shine through. I'm Paula Goodspeed, and I'm from Los Angeles, California, and I'm a student. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. No. I really think I'm a pop star. They call me fashion genius, I guess. They do. Who calls you that? Everybody. They're Every, like, really? like, everyone like, calls her like, Everyone calls her fashion she's genius. Mod- my model and teacher. And she's like, and she's been in the business for a while. Right on. And she's like, how did you like come up with that? I mean, it fits it it just barely fits you know you have to carry yourself a certain way you have to have a certain personality this is the most exploitive awful thing yeah and where on earth could she have gotten the inspiration i feel like attractive people have to try a little harder to prove they're crazy I'm like a really big fan, and I make life-size drawings of Paula. I've been drawing ever since I was a little kid. Adam, and my first—that looks like Michael Jackson. Hot girls have to try harder. 
chance to prove their crazy. Brace yeah. yourself, Paula. Your That's number one Adult fan is on the way. Oh, Hi. this is awful. I remember that. Hi, come on in. How are you? Nervous. What's your name? Paula. Paula. And my name. <laughs> she's, so, she's so pissed. Okay. <laughs> my name. I'm going to hide under the table. Well, how huh? mad would you be? Yeah. More than just the name. <laughs> so I just saying there's a similarity. There is. Uh, Simon Cowell's mm-hmm. such an asshole. I see it, definitely. Yeah. I take it as a compliment, because you're beautiful. No, I meant okay? it as a compliment, yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, what he's you such say? a dick. Proud Mary by Ike and Tina Turner. Fabulous. Proud Mary? By Ike and Tina Turner. Oh, left a good job in the city. <laughs> oh, boy. Workers of a man every night and day. And I never lost one minute of sleep. It wasn't worried about the way things might have been. They will keep on turning. Keep on burning, and we're rolling, 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 rolling on a river, rolling on a river, rolling, 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 rolling on a river. There is a similarity. Oh, oh shit! I'll oh, stop it. Uh, Paula. Okay, I thought you meant me. Oh my god. No, Paula or Paula? Yeah. Paula. Well, Paula, um, oh no, speechless. Don't know what to say. Is it good or bad? <laughs> You know, um, this is such bullshit. Yeah, this is why I thing. hate this fucking show. Not a good thing by oh, uh, this is why oh. the show works. Yeah, okay, no. I agree. Randy? It, that was terrible. I do what, miss what me some Simon. But I don't think any artist on earth could but sing with this. that much metal in your mouth anyway. You have so much metal in your mouth. <laughs> She's got braces. It's no, not so much metal. Yeah, but it's metal. It's braces. Boy, I wonder why this girl killed herself. Yeah, can you sing with all I'm surprised yes. that most of the people like yeah. that did these auditions <laughs> don't end up killing themselves. <laughs> That's why the horrible. That's why the voice is no. so much better of a show. I hate the voice. Because there's never I hear you on that part. Sure, but then I hate this part of American Idol so much. It's so exploitative yeah, and whole, so gross. The whole like hero and worship. The love affair is over. He can go Okay, because, I mean, I don't even care. How did she get through the metal detector? Oh, I mean, it must have gone crazy. <laughs> I mean, I was pitchy on a couple of notes. Big Just a couple. Deal. There's a lot of people they send to Hollywood that can't even <laughs> really hold a note. She's not I mean, wrong. Come on. Yeah. You know, well, that's because this show over. is fucking trash. I'm not stop singing just because you don't like my voice. But, I mean, she did kind of stop singing in that, you know. She's dead? Yeah. Well, that's why it's like terrible. Like yeah. th- that's terrible. That's a sin- but really quickly. The thing about the voice that I don't like is the way that the famous people make it about them. Like more so than this. Well, yeah. Well, the famous people what are the ones winning? competing on that show. I know. Like they're building so, teams and trying like to win. Fake banter makes me want to. Yeah. I just. In my eyes. I just like that no one's ever going to be driven to suicide by the voice. Oh well, which, they're going to be boring about things. Which American? Like fuck every second of that goddamn segment. Those. Producers oh, I agree. Oh, ter- should be fucking ashamed of but themselves. All reality TV show producers are that terrible. Yeah, I know, but still, this girl fucking killed herself in front of Paula Abdul's home in Sherman Oaks, California. It was ruled a overdose, a, a suicide by drug overdose. And Aww. before that, but after the audition, Paula Abdul reportedly received more than a hundred letters, phone calls, and visits from Paula Goodspeed. And, uh, yeah, she asked American Idol producers not to let Goodspeed audition, but the producers overruled her, saying it would be, quote, entertaining. Let's talk about John Hinckley. Everyone remember John Hinckley? Oh, yes. This This is, is, like, the most famous one. Yeah. uh, One of the rare people who tried to assassinate a Republican, because if you go back and look at all the assassinations in this country, man, does it skew hard to the left. You're just an endless source for random death knowledge adam yeah well i mean think about it jfk rfk oh no i'm not i'm not mlk there's nothing all the malcolm xk yeah there's a k there yeah sure done by the kkk there it is fingers finger me fingers fingers for the kkk Mm. i mean fingers for the kkk kk caitlin that's a bad that would be a bad nickname K.K. Caitlin. Yeah, that would be worse than <laughs> when I was in you know, junior high and they were calling me Caitlin Cunt. I would prefer that. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I never thought of that before? <laughs> Carrie's so happy. That just made you so... <laughs> Carrie loves stories I just of me getting picked on. <laughs> I don't know what 
Anytime you bring up a bowling story, oh, I know it it's, really makes it's almost say. as great as what I think back two years ago when Adam ate those like no! spoiled Tabasco. Oh yeah, that I remember and that. Threw up in his sink, so oh, couldn't make it all the God, way to his bathroom. That was funny. That, that was, was really great. funny. That was rich. Oh, yeah. Merry Christmas to us. I'm going to buy you both Tabasco chocolates from Trader sure, Joe's for I Christmas. Sure, I can stand to lose a couple pounds. Yeah, me Roll too. Roll the dice, Fine, see how it goes. Okay, bring it. Uh, so John Hinckley, he attempted to assassinate Reagan in order to impress Jodie Foster. He had become obsessed with the 76 film Taxi Driver. Sure. In which a veteran plots to assassinate a presidential candidate. He also became fixated on Jodie Foster, who played a child prostitute in the movie and was 12 years old at the time. Nothing creepy about that, John Hinckley. Mm-hmm. My God. Uh, when Jody began attending Yale University in 1980, John moved to New Haven, Connecticut, enrolled in a Yale writing class, and began calling her and slipping letters under her door. Can you just do that? Can you just enroll at Yale? That's what I was wondering, too. You can like, do, don't like... Don't you have to... Like, adjunct classes. Like, you can pay to take a course, but you don't, like, graduate from Yale. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get a degree from Yale. You just Yale. get, like, a certificate no. saying you... Finish the course. If I mean, yeah, it probably costs ten thousand dollars. Right. Also, but anyway, he at one point uh, when his efforts to get close to her failed, he began fantasizing about extreme ways to get her attention, such as hijacking an aircraft or committing suicide in front of her. That would do it. Yeah, I it, mean, it's weird that Plan C was to assassinate the president. That right. seems far more difficult than the other two. Yeah. Well, he did give warnings. But probably the most impressive of the three. I mean, flowers from a homeless man. I don't yeah. know how I didn't know that he was the one who did it. I mean, you, you like what didn't do you mean? know Hinckley's, like his name? No, I knew his name. I didn't realize he was <laughs> the person who uh, <laughs> shot at Reagan. Yeah, that's the story, yeah. And James Brady paralyzed him. And like Jodie Foster, I thought he was the one who killed... Uh, not John Legend, John Lennon. <laughs> no, that's um... who did kill John Legend. <laughs> that's an episode for later. Go on, Caitlin. Chrissy Teigen snapped. <laughs> she lost it. She couldn't handle it anymore. He was just too successful. And now she has a show on oxygen. Mark David like Chapman killed John Lennon. Yeah, he yes. was the one obsessed with Catcher in the Rye. I yeah. hate that. Somebody else on here on this list also has Catcher, had Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. That infuriates me more than anything else we've ever talked that about. In- why? That they're into the it book? It just seems... I don't think they're into the book. I think they're into like the symbolism that they think it presents. Yeah. It's just annoying. Well, I could go down that road, but yeah. people Fuck would that. unsubscribe. Fuck that book. Uh, he I was... Like book. Yeah, it's fine. He was released and began receiving psychiatric treatment for depression while developing a plan to assassinate President Reagan. On a postcard of Reagan's inauguration, John wrote to Jody, quote, One day you and I will occupy the White House and the peasants will drool with envy. Unlikely. Here's the thing. He's a man with goals. You can't fault him for that. I mean, he's got specific... Because what's the, the one thing you need to, to achieve your goal? A specific goal. Yeah. Right? And he's got some stick-to-itiveness. Mm-hmm. Yo, he's persistent. He's following through on a plan. He's persistent, does not compromise. Uh, this is a, a quote he wrote, for, or a quote from a letter he wrote to Jodie Foster, but was not able to send... I would abandon this idea of getting Reagan in a second if I could only win your heart and live out the rest of my life with you. I will admit to you that the reason I'm going ahead with this attempt now is because I just cannot wait any longer to impress you. By sacrificing my freedom and possibly my life, I hope to change your mind about me. This letter is being written an hour before I leave for the Hilton Hotel. So it's kind of Jodie Foster's fault that Reagan got shot. Because it is 100% her fault. fault. Yeah, it's her fault. Yeah, Yeah. she should have responded to that letter that never reached her. She should have smiled more. Absolutely. Give us a smile. Just a smile, Just give us a smile. I think that would have softened his heart and, like, the gun would have fell from his hand. Probably. Yeah. Possibly. So at 2.27 p.m. local time, as Reagan was leaving the hotel, John fired six shots. None of his shots hit Reagan directly. Mm, No comment. But one of the bullets ricocheted off the side of a limousine and hit Reagan in the chest. His shots also wounded a D.C. police officer, a Secret Service agent, and critically wounded press secretary James Brady. That's why we have the Brady Bill now, which is some sort of anti-gun legislation that has clearly done very little to stop gun violence in this country. Uh, Brady suffered permanent brain damage and was more like permanent Brady damage. He was paralyzed on the left side of his body until his death in 2014. Hinckley was arrested at the scene 
charged with multiple counts, including attempting to kill the president. On June 21st, 82, he was found not guilty by reason of insanity and confined to St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Washington, D.C. He was released on September 10th, 2016 and allowed to live with his 90-year-old mother under strict conditions, including no contact with the Reagan family. Check. No contact with Jodie Foster. Sure. No alcohol. Boo. No porn. What? And continuous monitoring by the Secret Service. So has this guy never seen The Beaver? It was a Jodie Foster movie. I I was wondering if that's what you meant or if you were referencing porn. I couldn't tell. (laughs) So I was like, wait, which way is this going? (laughs) Earlier this year, he requested unconditional release. A hearing on his request is scheduled for December 10th, 2018. Let's talk about Kevin Liverpool and Junior Bradshaw. They were thwarted in their attempt to kidnap and kill Joss Stone. What a pull. Yeah. Joss Stone sang like a song. She had she's got a really great cover of Fell in Love with a Girl. That by the White Stripes. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean, she's she's probably bigger in England than she, she is was here. Like, she's British. kind of like a Britney Spears avatar thing, she right? Was, no, she was more of like a neo soul type singer. She has a really great voice. I but bought her she... CD at a Starbucks once. That like checks early out. She's that type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does she have one of those voices that does a lot of stuff mm. like that? Yeah, but in a good way. She's more. She's a legitimately good yeah, she singer. Really she's a good not really singer. a okay. pop star. I'll find that CD and on. It. June thirteenth, Starbucks CD. That's a very specific time in American history, and I guarantee right there. it probably still has a coffee stain on it. On June thirteenth, two thousand eleven, at two a.m., childhood friends Kevin Liverpool and Junior Bradshaw left their shared flat in Manchester to drive approximately two hundred miles to Joss Stone's home in a rural area of Devon. Along the way, they stopped to get gas and left without paying. Nice. As they were leaving the gas station, Junior crashed into some metal railings. Jesus, this plan is not going well. Wait, Ooh, Junior. Wait, is this something that can happen in Liverpool where you can prepay for gas? No, you just... In 2011? What oh, do you mean? Right? They've just got structures out there. Or not prepay, there. but like... Oh, yeah. gas without paying somehow? I think this was kind of on the border where... Maybe that trend hadn't made it to the UK yet. 2011? Well, it, it's just crazy. that there are places in England that are just fucking old also. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know. Oregon just got self-serve gas. It was uh, full serve. Best part of forever. Oregon. I loved when people would pump my gas. I was great. I was confused. Police stopped by the scene of the crash but didn't know that the pair had not paid for the gas, so they were allowed to go on their way. And they arrived in Devon two hours later. However, the lanes around Joss's house are narrow and complicated, even to those who live in the area. Despite having scoped out her home before, they stopped at one point to ask a mailman where she lived, even showing him a photo of her. They were finally stopped a few miles away from their target when nearby residents noticed the car and thought the occupants were agitated and behaving normally. Police received three separate 999 calls reporting the vehicle. Police officer pulled over the car and found a samurai sword, oh my God. knives, hammers, ski masks, gloves, and maps of the area, including one marked, Here, Joss Stone. <laughs> Joss Stone here. <laughs> here, Joss Stone, mailman? Duh. No, here, Joss Stone. Duh, mailman. Where, Joss Stone? My mom pays for my gas. No. They wrote out their plan on sheets of paper, as most good criminals do, uh, including the words, quote, once Jocelyn dead, find a river to dump her. (laughs) Which, do that first. You find the the river first, I I would argue. What if there's no river? I think in England there's, like, rivers. Yeah, I suppose. That's interesting. They knew her, I don't know, I guess her real name? You'd be a pretty lame stalker if you didn't know the real name. Of the person. But would you also be a lame stalker if you didn't pre-plan where you're going to dump the body? That's just a lame murderer. Okay. Like, I feel like stalking is the the level below murder. It's the preempt, the precursor, the foreshadowing. Yeah, it's the foreshadowing. Oh, speaking of foreshadowing, I just saw here in the notes, Junior Bradshaw, uh, 30 years old at the time, had an IQ of 65 and had been diagnosed with a form of schizophrenia. So, that's a scary combo. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a gnarly combo. And uh, apparently they were just mad because she's really nice and knows the royal family. And, and had su- success and wealth. Yeah. And they were bothered by that. They called her a she-devil in one of their notes. One note read, invited to Will's wedding by Queen. Where's the sense in that? 
So these are just like fucking gossip so, so bloggers. One of them, so one of them is just a bitty, and the other one is basically like that that Looney Tunes character with the bangs. I'm picturing a really evil gay dude just having this mentally handicapped man carry out his angry gossip blogging here, fantasies. Here, here, Joss Stone. Yeah. Here, here. Hello. Hey, hey. Hey, here, 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 here. 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 She's right here. Right here. They had no computer. So Kevin used his local library's computer to research where Joss lived, printing out maps and finding a car and weapons. He sent texts to various contacts showing he tried to purchase a semi-automatic gun, silencer, and night vision kit, which must be really hard in England because they don't have the gun culture we have. Well, if he could look up her address and she was famous by then, I mean, she knew the queen and he was able to find out her address on a public library computer. Yeah. He probably went to jossstonesaddress.com. Googled. Yeah, yeah. put it in the Google Stone search. <laughs> just immediately flagged. Right. Prince Adam. Google map. just has like a cache of like like moderate to very famous people. I had to get my car towed when I moved because my car wasn't running and I didn't have a license at the time. Good so reason I had, to have a tow. I had to get it towed to Burbank and the tow truck driver dropped it at the wrong place. So for about three days, my car was missing. And this mechanic finally called me and was like, hey, I have your car. Uh, I don't know why, though. And I went to go pick it up. And he was like, yeah, I uh, apologize. I had to go through the shit in your back seat to find out who you were. And then I just Googled and found your phone number. Yeah. I should edit that out so people don't know they can just <laughs> Google me and find my phone number. Jesus Christ. That no. was a really weird. Yeah, I'm going to cut that. That's fine. I'm going to cut that. Okay. So uh, these two got some lofty fucking sentences. Uh, both were found. Yeah, because the UK doesn't fuck around with weirdos that are like, I might shoot people with a semi-automatic rifle. Well, but it's also Europe where a life sentence means like, eh, 15 years. And they'll uh, be commuted. Yeah, they were given a yeah. life sentence with a minimum term of 10 years and eight months. Junior was sentenced to 18 years when the pair appealed their sentences the following year. Kevin's minimum sentence was reduced to six and a half years, and Junior's was reduced to ten. But for people that hadn't done anything yet, that's a pretty good sentence. Yeah, that's not bad. Like that's that people that they were taken seriously at least. Right. Like they were they were prosecuted to the full ex fullest extent of what was applicable. definitely more than the guy who was stalking Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Where everyone was just like, oh, he loves her. Man. Come on. Jury of your peers. Yeah. Be careful with that statement. <laughs> so let's run through these last two quick. Robert John Bardo. He's the guy who murdered Rebecca Schaefer. I'm sure a lot of people remember this. It was on the cover of People magazine. Yeah, it was, it was a uh, shocking crime. Uh, in 1986, Rebecca Schaefer landed a role in the sitcom My Sister Sam, which was a good show. It was initially a big hit. Robert became obsessed with the actress and over the next three years sent her numerous letters and traveled to L.A. from Tucson twice in an attempt to visit the set of My Sister Sam, which, come on, the first guy was traveling from Columbus and you're just coming from Tucson? Fucking find a further target. Jeez. Also just like, I mean, I know you want to leave Arizona. Of course. You know, She's trying you to make a movie to... pun, right? Leaving uh, Arizona? Uh, raising Arizona. <laughs> raising raising Arizona. Leaving Las Vegas. Leaving yeah, Las Vegas, sure. Yeah, no, you're not stupid, Carrie. You're a wonderful angel woman. Um, I'm sure those two movies would work if you mashed them up. Whatever. They're probably happening in the same universe. Yeah. There you go. In 89, he watched the movie Scenes from the Class Struggle in Beverly Hills, in which Rebecca appeared in bed with a male actor and decided to punish her for becoming, quote, another Hollywood whore. Oh, this guy's the fucking worst, isn't he? This guy's got a Madonna whore complex. Yeah, he is the worst. This is the worst yeah. kind of man. He hired a detective agency to obtain Rebecca's address from California DMV Records. His brother helped him get a handgun, as one does when your brother is needing to kill a young Hollywood starlet. Mm -hmm. uh, because Robert was only 19 years at the time. He traveled to L.A. once again on July 18th, 1989. He went to her Fairfax apartment and prior to ringing the doorbell, asked passersby if the actress actually lived there. Here, Rebecca. Here, Rebecca. Here, Rebecca. Hello. Here, Rebecca. Rebecca here. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Rebecca. Okay, I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> he uh, rang the doorbell. Rebecca answered the door. They had a short conversation, and he left, had breakfast at a local diner, and returned about an hour later. 
When Rebecca once again opened the door, she seemed bothered by his return. Robert, who would later testify that she said, hurry up, I don't have much time, shot her in the chest. So she was right. She didn't have much time. For if you get what I'm saying, if you get chest. what I'm saying, shot her in the chest. Right? What's you don't have dead? time. Oh, shoot shot him in the, the chest, chest, Caitlin. Sorry. What? Wow. Sorry. It's like you've never even heard that song you. before. God damn it. Uh, he was arrested the next day by Tucson Police Chief Peter Ronstadt. Yes, in case you're wondering, brother of Linda Ronstadt. For real? Yeah. yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Man, she had a great voice. Six degrees of Linda Ronstadt. Am I right? Yeah, I you bet. You are right. I bet you could play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, state's prosecutor during Robert's trial was Marsha Clark. Jesus. Star-studded. Yeah. And uh, his attorneys argued he was mentally ill with Robert claiming that the U2 song Exit influenced the murder. Deep, obscure U2 cut. I like that. That's a, Went with an album cut to inspire That is an acrobatic legal effort there. Yeah. He had a copy of The Catcher in the Rye when he Stupid. murdered Rebecca, but said it was purely coincidental that he was carrying the same book Mark David Chapman carried when Chapman killed Lennon. Uh, on October 29th, 91, he was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And Rebecca's death led to California passing the nation's first anti-stalking laws in 1990. Additionally, Congress passed the Driver's Privacy Protection Act in 94, which prevents DMVs from releasing private home addresses. So the world was a much more terrifying place prior to 1994 when any person could just go to the DMV and go, hey, where's Caitlin? Where Caitlin? Where Caitlin? <laughs> uh, I think it's one person finally gets a really scary idea and then less inventive scary people start to glom onto it. So it's like yeah. a more of a matter of time situation, though I'm sure this had happened before. Oh, yeah. once, it, once it's famous... Once the thing is famous, I think then everybody's like, all right, I guess we got to do something about this. Yeah. Have you seen the video where he um, is being interrogated by the police right after he kills her? No. No. It's very interesting. Or, I'm, I'm sure I saw it at one point. Yeah. So he kind of like glamorizes it. He doesn't try to say it wasn't him. They're just like, so you killed Rebecca Schaefer. And he was like, yeah, you know, she came to the door and I'd like whipped it out and like shot at her like it was almost like a movie in his head that he was playing out it was very it was an interesting interrogation video creepy creepy so let's go through this last one this one has always been fascinating to me ricardo lopez who i would argue looks like a young keith carey uh even though he's probably older than keith carey in this video uh Mm -hmm. yeah that's how old videos work yep that's how age is yeah he was not quite a stalker. He never went to Iceland or wherever the fuck Bjork is from. He just <laughs> they get Iceland. stayed in Florida. But he recorded threatening videos in his Hollywood, Florida apartment for more than nine months. And, and isn't Florida's Hollywood just as weird as our Hollywood? Well, it's in Florida. Uh, so it's got... It's like that. literally the, the Florida version of Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Hello. My name is Ricardo Lopez. It is January 14th, 1996. We already have that. We know. It's the date is on the... It is my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Hollywood, Florida. So there is... We won't watch it all. It's four minutes long. Who's got the time? For for Ricardo, not me. Yeah. and But this guy recorded two hours worth of footage on 11 different tapes over the course of nine months. And it was all about Bjork and how he was going to kill her because she uh, was dating a black dude, Goldie, a musician in the UK. He wrote in his diary about his longing to be recognized by her and to be a person who had an effect on her life. His diary about his feelings toward Bjork eventually grew to 803 pages. And then he finds out she's in this relationship with Goldie. And this is a quote from his uh, diary. I wasted eight months and she has a fucking lover. A lover? Yeah, what, what kind of weird taking a lover. I, yeah. don't, I don't like when people use that term. No. I really don't. But if anyone's going to take a lover, it's Bjork, right? Good point. That's true. That's yeah. a great point, Carrie. Has, ever, has everyone seen the video of, I think she's in Thailand at the airport, and some reporter is just like, have fun in Thailand, Bjork, and Bjork just smacks the yes! shit out of yeah. her. Yes. And she does it very quickly. Yeah. Like, like a fucking There's cat. a comment, and then there's like two beats, and then you see Bjork just be like, I'm going to do this, and she just... It was a Kanye moment like a before Kanye, sure. but it yeah. was a nice comment, so it's not like it should have enticed her. It was a shocking... 
moment. I was going to say. But that's Bjork for you. I mean, it's a Bjork moment. It's a Bjork moment. It's a Bjork moment. <laughs> if you had to watch it, gavel to gavel. Gavel to gav. Gav to gav. Gav to gav. That is a Bjork moment. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, these tapes include footage of him assembling this acid-infused book. And acid-infused is my way to put it. It's basically oh. a letter bomb. Uh, oh. This is a quote. I'm just going to have to kill her. Sure. I'm going to send a package. I'm going to be sending her to hell. And the way this book, it would have actually fucked her up. What it was, it, he assembled this bomb that looked like a book. It was like a hollowed-out book. And when you opened it, it just shot sulfuric acid Instead of in one your of those face. snakes? Luckily yeah, for exactly. Me, I never get around to reading books. I'll be like... I'll get to it. That'd be a great summer reading book. And then I would never, ever open it up. I would be so pissed if I had like a prank related death. Like if I died because of a prank. prank? That's a prank vehicle. You know what I mean? That's not like, it's not like a time bomb that you make out of like a crop bomber was like a big prankster. It's like filling a water gun with bleach. Exactly. Like that's not cool. No, don't do that. And don't fill books with sulfuric acid that shoot into Bjork's face. No. On the video, there's on the videos he made, there's actually one scene where he tries it out, and it, sure enough, just fires sulfuric acid at the wall. Yeah, that's terrifying. It is terrifying, and he mail he assembled this book and mailed it to her home in England with the return address of her record label. Uh, what he didn't know is that her management company monitored all her mail, so it would not have gotten her either way. It would have just but probably ruined the life assistant, of some yeah. intern, right? Yeah, some unpaid intern. Some poor fucking record label employee would have got a face full of acid. Uh, on September twelfth, ninety six, he mailed it. After mailing the package, he returned home and filmed his own own suicide, hoping they'd be quote joined in heaven after she died. The final video documents his trip to the post office and his eventual suicide, which is – I've seen the video, like any versions mm-hmm. of video, they have cut it off right before he shoots himself. But I think but, you still hear it. Yeah, you can yeah. hear it and he, he goes, <gasps> this is for you, and then shoots himself. And it's and he's playing her songs, right? He's playing her songs and by that point had shaved his head and covered his head in green and red paint. Which I wish I, wish I knew why. Yeah. Were the Star Wars prequels out by then? Because he looked like Darth Maul a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. I just think that's like the saddest thing ever. Like that you're that mentally ill. I mean, granted, yeah. violently mentally ill. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's it's obviously sad. I mean, all of these are really fucking sad. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to do like weird psychedelic Braveheart paint for yeah. Bjork, that's... But way worse than Braveheart paint. Yeah, yeah after very sloppily applied. A, a neighbor reported a foul odor coming from his apartment. Oh, when man. the police entered, they found this written on the wall. The eight millimeter videos are documentation of a crime, terrorist matter, and for the FBI. And after viewing the final tape, police contacted Scotland Yard to warn the package was on its way. It was intercepted and detonated safely. Unbeknownst to him, Bjork and Goldie had ended their relationship a few days before he mailed the bomb. Mud in and his killed eye. Himself. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Way to way to keep your finger on the pulse. You like Bjork that much and you don't know she hey, and Goldie hey, broke hey. up? It was pre, you know, listicles. That's a good point. I mean, let's give him before some before the World Wide Web. He was gonna have to like call a librarian and be like, Are Goldie and Bjork still together? And right. the librarian for the like, next edition. Hold on a minute. Edition yeah. of Let me go look magazine, it up. Which I is a weekly installment. Yeah. Let me yeah. go look it up in this fifteen hundred page glossary of information. A microfish. Every, every law wow. every library had in the remember those days? L- the library used to be the internet. You would just I'm call the library old enough to remember and the be library. like, Hey, capital of Mississippi, what is it? And they would just tell you remember and then the you would hang out. Encyclopedia Britannica? Yes. For five ninety nine, and you a could month? buy them at grocery stores. Yeah, they used to have encyclopedia salespeople who'd come door to door. Yeah, yeah. I was always afraid it was a Jehovah's Witness, but whew, just did you guys have to take people. like a test on the Dewey Decimal System? Yep. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was a waste. What it's I love def- about <laughs> I knew it was a waste <laughs> then, but what, the thing is, is it wasn't a waste for a long time. I just hope we don't get stalked. That's all. I don't want to well, get stalked. I don't either. But well, if I, I do, tr- you know, follow that trial. Gavel to gavel. <laughs> gavel, to gavel. I've, I feel like we've reached the final gavel. Yeah, we're on the, this episode. Yeah, 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 we have hit the final gavel. Uh, so that's celebrity stalkers. Don't be one, people. Just don't. Don't be a fucking weirdo. Don't be a regular stalker either. Yeah, don't just don't, don't stalk. Yeah, don't be stalkers. Is that our PSA for don't today? Stalk. Don't stalk. Just like put all of that effort into something for yourself, like cosplay, like Gwyneth 
Paltrow would suggest that you take up yoga or yeah. get into not a bad transition meditation. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm paying attention. Yeah, I remember how to podcast. Meditation. <laughs> I'm, back. I'm fucking back, man. We're back. We're back and ready to talk. Caitlin here. Caitlin here. Caitlin here. To say, I do. <laughs> I've got a lot to say, and I'm going to say it later because we got to get the fuck out. Yeah, we got to get the fuck gotta out go. of here. Gotta go. Do we have anything to plug before we get out <laughs> of here? Oh, White Wine True Crime is oh, back, Oh, yeah, too. we're back. Listen to White Wine True Crime, everybody. It's pretty great. It's going to be random episodes probably once a month, but yeah. we're excited to uh, way up. get back out there. Yeah. Mm, watch White Watch? Yeah, watch White Wine <laughs> True Crime. Yeah. We could try to do watch another live episode that got yelled at by some 14-year-old in Florida. Remember that guy? You got yelled Remember at. Remember we did our live session for White Wine True Crime and that guy, that lady was like, give me advice about dating. And he's like, you're worthless. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I don't, I'm not sure if you know how this works, Adam, but we were live streaming. Sure. I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the people out there on the internet can write in comments, and so we—that I didn't. I, know. I just thought I think Caitlin uh, joined me in the assumption that it was just the people watching us. And oh. at first, there were comments like, "Oh, you only have thirty viewers. You guys are losers." But I was like, "Whatever," and I ignored those. And then some girl asked for advice about dating some guy, and this guy who jumped in, this troll, was like. You're a loser. You're ugly. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, some guy's chiming in. You're a loser. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> no the the, the oh, line no. was, you don't deserve love. And Carrie reads it with like, you don't deserve love. Because <laughs> she's just reading it with full faith that this is a nice comment. Well, why wouldn't you? Uh, and then we're like, okay, I think we're done now. And that guy oh, is probably internet. stalking a celebrity probably. right now. All it, right. So white wine, true crime. Listen to that. Uh, patreon.com slash unpops. Hey, we're doing a, a daily episode of Unpopular Opinion now. Tune in. Where uh, we've, we talk so much politics and things where I decided we just need, we need a daily ep where we just talk about the news of the day that isn't Trump related. And they've Good been really fun so far. So uh, go out to, it's on iTunes, it's on SoundCloud, it's on Google. Uh, unpops every day, it's called. Go out and subscribe to that. You bitches. Okay. That was mean. No, that was mean. No, I called the audience a bitches. a little aggressive. Yeah. I, I take it back. You jerks. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? I don't think so. No. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Carrie, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Gavel to gavel. Gavel to gavel. Oh, my God.